0: Hey, you, Prime members, you can listen to three little words ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. This podcast is brought to you by Quorn, the nation's favourite meat-free brand. Quorn is a great partner for this show because now, more than ever, we should all be thinking about the environmental impact of the food that we all eat. For every podcast, we have a fact about Quorn,
1: delivered to us by Tony. Yeah, I'm going to deliver it, John. And again, you've uh, you've been remiss. It's a a quack that we've established that. About 160,000 tonnes of carbon emissions are avoided every year by people eating Quorn mince rather than beef mince. That's the equivalent of taking 90,000 cars off the road every year. If you choose Quorn mince, you really are making a difference with climate change. So, if you're going vegan, vegetarian, or just cutting down on meat a bit, you'll find Quorn's a great option. You've got so many different products, from cocktail sausages to turkey-style kebabs. There's something for everyone.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I know, because they're all in my fridge. Welcome to 3 little words. It's a show where we ask a guest to bring three words that matter to them and we use that as a framework to learn about them and the world that they live in. It's a show that I host is jo- Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy.
1: Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated wow did we just write an ad yes
2: Bombus. big comfort for everyone go to bombus.com slash wondery and use code wondery for 20 percent off your first purchase
0: john bishop with my friend and co-creator tony pitts
1: yeah can you also add to that john that i'm a good bloke
0: and and an all round good bloke. I, I say this for those who have not heard a previous episode where the producer insisted on the introduction that I say, and Tony Pitts, a good bloke. Yeah. Which Tony Clearly took,
1: neither of those things.
0: Yeah, yeah, which you which you genuinely took offence to, yeah. as as you should, because yeah, it made he wrote it down, even though I've known you for over twenty odd years, he had to write he had to write it down in the introduction, just go, just so you're not you realise you're not sat next to a knob, he's actually a good bloke.
1: Yeah, yeah for the, just for the avoidance of doubt, or any opinion about might I'm telling you, I've known him for years and he's alright. He's alright. So anyway, our guest today
0: is also someone that I've known for years, He's also a good friend, who also, like you Tony, mm. is a writer, actor, he's also a singer, dancer. Polymath. Uh, He's a polymath and a and a fine comedian, a good and, bloke, and and, and uh, no, a very, uh, and uh, and uh, a very fertile bloke. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jason Manford. Jason, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Pleasure, no worries. Nice to see you. Yeah, yeah. Nice we, to meet you, Jason. Yeah, you nice too. To wow. you. Nice to meet you. It's, it's interesting. Always, yeah, meeting your friends is always interesting. Why? Well, in the way that I, uh, uh, of the course of the pods we've done so far, I've brought in a few people that are known to me. And the shows have been doubly uh, enjoyable for me because I enjoy watching you meet people that I know from different parts of my life. I like it's, like, it's it.
0: like dogging friendship.
1: It's a kind of <laughs> like, like yeah. watching you yeah. make friends without the tor- <laughs> it's Yeah, like that without the tortures. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, but it's an interesting thing as well because I met Tony because he was booking comedy gigs in Leeds, and I right. remember there used to be was it no no uh, what was that gig that you said Toby Jones used to book.
1: Oh, the, the, the high five. The high yeah. five.
0: Yeah, there was that, and then there was another one in a pub called the Oak or something the like that. The Oak, yeah. yeah the uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, mine was called Pam and Janet. Why'd you never book me? Because he weren't around, mate. I don't, I literally can't, I booked his Start second, out. I think his second gig. He so I you started. Big.
2: I was I started before him. He's not, he's
1: uh, right, John completely. Okay. So we've all, so this is the initial conversation <laughs> awkward, between us, <laughs> yeah. and it's already. Yeah. No, thanks for, t- thanks for thanks for smoothing that. No,
0: no, because exchange. I tell you, I tell you, the reality was it was in Leeds, and I had a company car at the time. And, and remember the first gig I ever did with you, I had to yeah. pick you up because you were you you didn't have a car. So you yeah. didn't get
1: booked because you couldn't drive. I couldn't drive. If, yeah. if, if, if it else, Jason yes, if no i would have known I'd have loved to have booked you. <laughs> thanks, yeah. mate. That's it weird.
0: was more important that you could drive. Than if you were funny, <laughs> it really plus was, yeah. you
1: should have. Uh, I gave him 30 quid for that gig. Cool, crikey so, I know. Well, was, you know, back then, back then, 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 back then uh, wow, <laughs> that,
0: that'd be worth 32 quid now. It's
1: not to be sniffed at now, to be fair. Yeah. Any
2: gigs it not to be well sniffed I know exactly. I'll take it. I'm, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: Jason, thanks for, for coming on the show. As I say, we've known each other for a long time, yeah. so I know words matter to you. As do you do to any comedian or wordsmith but particularly so with you because your career has expanded uh, in recent years because you spent so long on the stage in musicals as well
2: yeah it's interesting doing well as you'll know as well zoni is is, um doing other people's words Mm. as well when you spent so long doing your own words and then you come to do a play, and you know the director says, "Stand there and lift your hand up at this point, and then talk and do these lines that somebody wrote who you've never met uh, in America uh, twenty-five years ago." And do you, but do you is there
0: ever That's a point mad. where amuse must have both had it, this where exactly, you go where yeah. you go. Hang
2: on, that's, can I just yes. change oh, it? the amount of times I've been on stuff. Where, I remember when we were doing Scarborough, and uh, Darren was great actually, because I think because he was in he was in it as well, so he was he was a bit more relaxed about the the stuff, and he just wanted the best. Yes, if you thought something was funnier, say that. That's fine. He was he was pretty cool about it, but every so often there's it because it's a big alpha fight you know yes. a male and female I don't yes. mean that just in a male way I just mean yeah. somebody has to be the dominant force on a set yes. you know and it's obviously got to be the director because yeah. you know he or she is in charge and there'd be times where they go and and you know exactly what they're doing they're totally playing you but they, you go I've had this idea I was thinking about doing that and they go all right Jay no problem I say what do it that way and then uh and then we'll do and it then I'll record the, the other way. And then,
1: I'll, and then I'll record the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: uh, only I'm in the edit, yeah. so uh, we'll yeah. just work that Nought one his, out. Knot yourself out.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Waste
0: everyone's time if you want pretending, but <laughs> yeah, the exactly. one that goes in is my decision. I, right? d- I just yeah.
1: want to. Th- I've never done it yet, and stop. And I'm quite happy to. to for all the shame I'm going to get for doing this, what I'm about to do, please forgive me. Spielberg, I did I work with Spielberg oh, well on on War Horse, I'm sorry, but it's just for this because <laughs> it, it is it is what we're talking about. Spielberg says to you and he said it to other actors on the on the same set, first takes yours, say what you want, however you want to say it, second one, you do what's down there. And in my experience of that one occasion work with him is good to his word because right. three or four out of the five people that I know their words and their way of saying it mm. arrived there first. Yeah, yeah. Which wow. I thought was, I thought, well, if he's doing that, maybe he I should calm doing. down a yeah. little <laughs> bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah. but it
0: is interesting, though, when you, when you do get into that realm of being a stand up. Because it's a very unique environment, and I don't know what words you've got. You know, the structure mm. of the show is obviously Tony knows he talks about the etiology of them, etymology. I know, but I like eventually by the end of the series, I'm going to stick we'll with etiology <laughs> anyway. The history of them, the meaning of yeah. them, so he knows that. So I don't know where this will come into your words anyway, but I think comedy and what we do for a living is the most unique and purest form of communication mm. because you're on your own and it's one way, well it should be, and you are engaging people who judge you at the end of every sentence. Of course. And yeah. and so so that is a very selfish thing to do. Now when you write something and you're putting words in the mouths of other people as I know you've done, is there a little bit in your in your mind where you think I'm giving something away, even if it's to a fictional character, that I'd rather say myself.
2: Not for no, I don't think so. I mean, I, I mean, you've obviously done a lot more than I have, but um, no, I don't think so. I think you you enjoy that. Um, the, the, you know, the, if they get a laugh, you've been part of that motion, I suppose. And so, even even when I've been in the in the plays and the musicals, a lot of them have been comedies. There's definitely a point early on in them where. You know, I remember doing The Producers. Obviously, you, you know, you've, you've been sent sent this script from Mel Brooks. And Mel Brooks actually said to me, not to top the Spielberg story, <laughs> oh. uh, but Mel Brooks said to us, um, he said, look, I know how comedians work. He said, so uh, you're going to make things up. You know, I, I'm i only here in London. I, I'm not coming to Sunderland and, uh, you know, all these Aberdeen. So I know you're going to make things up in my play. And I said, no, I would never do that, Mr. Brooks. He went, you will. I've worked with more comedians than, than you've ever met. I know that's the how, how you work. He said, let me just tell you, try it once. If it doesn't get a laugh, please feel free to try it a second time. If it doesn't get a laugh a second time, you have to try it the third time, but if it doesn't get a laugh <laughs> the third time, please, never say those words again. Wow.
0: Well, I was here uh, talking to Kenny Dagleish and... Uh, <laughs> 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 hey, we all it's, have heroes. Yeah, Stick your Spielberg email, <laughs> yeah. bro. I'd rather talk to Kenny. <laughs> Picking
1: up on your question there to, to Jason about that, um, do you feel when you're writing, you don't want to give the gold to other people. I think if that's your instinct, I don't think you're a writer. No, oh, no, yeah. no, would, definitely not. I think you understand that intuitively. Yeah, but, that,
0: but I'm talking about when, you're a, when you are a stand-up first and um, then you're a writer second, yeah. do you know what I mean?
1: Well, stand-up, stand it seems to me, from the outside, just because I know a, a few in the trade, it seems to me that stand-up is probably the last bastion, it's probably the last corner of free speech where you can... Stand or fall without a committee mm. deciding.
2: Yeah, and the, and the immediacy of it is—you know—at at least with you know, if you're doing a film or you're doing a play, like nobody knows whether it they've made not, the right, yes. right decision yeah. for
1: months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or even if there is a right decision, <laughs> you know,
2: or even if there was this yeah. one, yeah, and you can't go back and yeah. change it either. But because we what we're doing is. Uh, you know, you, you do it one night, you go, out did work, I'll do it differently tomorrow. But you could even change halfway through a sentence. You know, yeah. you can feel it going
1: one well, way and no, think, oh, well, I don't well, know what, yeah, scoop yeah. that back round. As an outsider, can I ask you both a question? It fascinates me, what you do for a living, and I've been around it for a long, long time, and I've, you know, I've watched them come go. That immediacy that you feel, you go out there, you did it, did it, did it and it starts to go the other way. How do you get past... That because that must have happened to you both. How do you get past the first death?
2: Well, it's again. I think it's interesting because John's similar to me in as much as I reckon you could probably, if you've had any, count your death on one hand. Yeah, I and I'm the same. I. Touch wood, and this is not a big headed boast or anything like We're that. We're just but,
0: both optimists. But we <laughs> both but generally both, gone. nobody laughed, but I think they enjoyed I think, our company. Yeah.
2: And I, exactly. I think that's I always actually think that's the reason there's more male comedians than female comedians. Because of that. Death situation because the, the, the sort of the way, you know, at least in broad strokes, of course, but the way that we react to these situations, in, in as much as uh, explain myself, there's lots of other reasons why there's more male comedians, you know, gigging late at night and all those sort of things. But the actual job is blokes generally have been uh, built their lives on essentially rejection. You know what I mean? The amount of times you put it out there, you see someone you quite fancy, you go over there, have a chat, it's not happening. You've built a thick skin of rejection over the years and and that's sort of part of you. You've learned it from your dad or your friends or whatever it is. And then when you come to do stand-up, and I've seen friends who, female comics, they do the gig, it's not gone well, and they come off and they go, what did I do wrong? Women are very thoughtful about how they, what did I do wrong in that situation? How can I be better than that? You know, I must have done something wrong. Whereas I've seen men come off stage who've absolutely died a death go, well, it was the lights, on it? it? Must have been the lights. <laughs> <laughs> chit, chit like, yeah, the audience yeah. were terrible. Well, is there something wrong with this microphone, mate? <laughs> like, we'll find an external reason to blame something else, because we have to, because of our own sort of uh, fragile funny. ego. Because you're funny. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. But
0: no, also, yeah, yeah. it is that thing as well that in terms of our style of comedy, because it's quite personal, if you... If you are in a situation where you're dying, you change what you're talking about. Whereas yeah. if you're a joke comedian mm. and you, you're you're yeah. you're 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 building up to a joke that's like the other joke they didn't laugh at, which will be like the next joke, then you know they're not gonna laugh yeah. at. So that's horrible. Whereas we just go right. So he's got kids. You both yeah. yeah. you, <laughs> you, <go, laughs> you
1: both yeah. share in common, and I've got examples of it in the acting world. That thing where you have to feign. You have to. You're not bothered whether you get the job or not. So that thing. Yeah. You two, both, John, I know for a fact it's And You give me this impression, Jason, that so that because I, I did run comedy clubs and all that comedians. Mm. The the thing that the the great ones seem to have is a sense of they're not coming out desperate for it and not being laughed yeah. at. It's, I'm not saying you, you want a, a bad night, but no, it doesn't seem like yeah. it's going to be the end of the world. To either you way. get to a point,
2: obviously we've got to a, a very privileged position, which is the people have come and they want to have a good time. Their their, their mood is 70% yeah. of the work, yeah, and yeah. they're already in that mood because of the 20 years you've put in up up until that point. Yeah. Anyway,
0: Jason, we've brought you on to ask for three little yes. words. What's your first word?
2: First word is
1: football.
0: Football, right wow. now, this will be right. This, I'm so glad that you've done <laughs> this, this. This, so, this in this year. I did this, this, for you. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> this will be two hours, is <laughs> what this will be. So, usually, Jason, I do the etymology of a word in this case, it's football. So, I think we can leave that there. So, <laughs> Jason, I say to you, Kuju is what I say to you, yeah, which is FIFA's ado, and I'll say it again Kuju. It's the earliest form of football stated by FIFA is uh a chinese competitive game. No, from I the,
0: thought it was a song by Alvin Stardust.
1: It was Q- that, that's what ju- that's what he Q- was singing about, yeah. <laughs> it was little known fact that it was a, a homage to Chinese. Middle ages saw a huge rise in the popularity of the annual Shrove-tide uh, football matches throughout Europe, particularly in England. An early reference to a ball game played in Britain comes from the 9th century, a party of boys playing at ball. So that's the 9th century in this country. Then we follow it through to public schools. The upper and professional classes, fifteen nineteen, in the public schools, uh, the, the game begin to be codified. And uh, As a Sheffield Wednesday supporter, uh, clutching at straws. So all I've got to contribute to this discussion with you two, with your respective teams, is that Sheffield was the first professional football club. Therefore... The home of football. And then I'm going to finish off quickly (laughs) with a couple of quotes. Uh, I think you'll all know the Shankly ones and all those, so I won't go for the obvious ones. In football, everything is complicated by the presence of the opposite team, and that's Jean-Paul Sartre. In the sweep of its appeal, its ability to touch every corner of humanity, football is the only game that's needed to be invented. Bobby Charlton. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Football is all very well as a game for rough girls but it's hardly suitable for delicate boys Oscar Wilde Jason Manfred <laughs> what does football mean to you
2: football for me is is also family I think and that's why that's why I wanted to bring it up I suppose I've, I've been thinking about it a lot because of you know soccer aid and things that, uh, that I' sort of been, been involved in for the first time and obviously not having football on for those for those months during lockdown and whatnot, I really missed having something to talk to my dad about. Yes, <laughs> you know? yeah. And, yeah, and I and, and my brothers and you know those, those things. And we we still rang and we still checked up on each other, but they were much shorter conversations yes. <laughs> because we didn't have twenty five minutes of just going over what what it was. And, and I'm and I'm similar to John, I think, as well. We're sort of similar football fans in as much as we love our club. Well, I, I don't really dis- hate anybody else. I'm not one of those, you know, I hate United or or any of that because I, I support City. I just love Man City and I love the game and I love what it means to me. And what somebody asked me a question if, uh, only a couple of days ago and that's why I guess the word was fresh in my mind. And they were talking about my childhood and they were saying about, you know, whether you played football and, and whether you did. I said, yeah, I said, I actually didn't... I had mates who used to go into town on a Tuesday, on a, you know, midweek or whatever, They were 12, 13, and they'd be off. And I think, I never left my road till I was 16. I never actually went off my road, really. It wasn't that I wasn't allowed. I I went to school and did all that. But of an evening, we'd come home, and you'd put your trainers on, and then you'd play out until it was too dark to play... Yeah. Football outside, and it was all there for you, yeah. And our road because it was like a council estate, and it was everybody you know, we had you, you know, you'd have our, we'd have our families, and then there'd be like there was a couple of like refugee families who you know just moved in, and it was, there was always a slight awkwardness at first because they didn't know whether they belonged in this place. And they, you know, who knew what hell they'd seen in their previous country? Then you've got a family who used to be you know quite middle class, but uh, you know, the, the fella's lost his business and, and now he's living on this council estate, and there's all these people from different walks of life, from different backgrounds and different lives, different languages even. And yet, when you needed to get, you know, 10 lads or 10 people to come and play football, it was just, do you want to play football? Like there was no, there was nothing else. yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and I just, you know, I just, that's what I love about it. I think it is... And I know there's a bad side to it, I know you sort of see that the, the, the arseholes like spoiling it for the rest of us, but at its heart, it's just this game which is much more than the sum of its parts.
1: Yes, yes.
0: I think that sums it up, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a
2: game that
0: is much more than the sum of its parts, because it's amazing that it, you know, as, as was mentioned in one of the quotes, it's as at the Bobby John it's all over the world it's absolutely all yeah. over the world yeah. it's the easiest way of to break into a conversation yeah. to talk about football it's an easy thing particularly when you're young to get a ball out it's a bit odd when you're in your 40s or 50s <laughs> to turn up into a new town get a ball out and go up to the local yeah. kids and well, go come on let's, what have you, st- what
1: let's
0: have you stop got? doing it then <laughs> what, what yeah. have you got I'm go at it yeah. but it, it is I always found when I was growing up it was that thing it, it you go anywhere and you knew four, five, six, ten people straight away because you could play football. Yeah. So that community thing.
2: Yeah, and I, and I, and I suppose what you you know we were saying about the the connection between you know your your normal kids on the street and me growing up and but I've been I've been playing five a side uh, recently and getting the lads together and I'm I'm talking like getting on Facebook and and, and creating WhatsApp groups and getting mates that I went to school with back in you know and getting back in touch with people well how can you can't just you could but you can't just ring some lad that you went to school with 25 years ago and say do you want to go cinema <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean like yeah, do you yeah. fancy a meal Yeah. like it'd be weird <laughs> wouldn't it you know what I mean but you can literally go to anybody and say do you fancy Game of Five aside?" yeah and, 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 and they go yeah alright yeah, all right, yeah I a
0: I like that we'll have that I like that that's a b- brilliant first word uh, and I love that idea. <laughs> the phone and so you yeah. went to see. <laughs> do you want to go to <laughs> cinema? Yeah. Oh cinema? Yeah. Oh, I've got tickets for the Jason Manford musical. <laughs> yeah, <I'm>
2: just...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jason, that's a great first word for obvious reasons with our relationship. But what would be your second word?
2: My second word is parenting.
0: Parenting. Yeah. Now, as as the father of six children, mm-hmm. is this is because that's all you do.
2: <laughs> oh actually before we get into yeah.
0: that let's uh, let's say cuz it i inter- will be interesting to understand how this word's been constructed cuz yeah.
1: it's so loaded. Yeah 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 okay so etymology so the first thing that stuck out to me and surprised me was that parenting as a verbal noun's only been it says here and I have to believe it been around from 1959 cuz the earlier term was parent craft from the 30s, mother, father, a forbearer, an ancestor. It's from a, an old French word. Lots of definitions of parenthood and different ways that you can view parenthood. I'm interested in uh, the psychological side of parenthood uh, and developmental side, and I'd be interested to see which category I think you fit into. Authoritative, authoritarian and permissive.
2: That, that could be that could be me just in one day. Yeah, All that can happen in
0: an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And then just a couple of quotes about parenthoods. One that I absolutely love, so I'll save that to the end. What children hear their parents say by the fireside, they repeat in the highway. That's an old Spanish proverb. Parents can give everything but common sense. That's a Yiddish proverb. The one that I love is, children are buttonholes that hold the parents together.
0: Does... Any of those explanations fit into the reason why you picked it as a word?
2: Uh, I mean, yes and no, I suppose. Like with everything we're parenting, everything's yes and no, you know. I think I picked it because, obviously, again, sort of looking back over lockdown and, and all that, I have almost had to retrain myself, uh, relearn how to be a parent because my job's gone, Yeah, you know, that all went, and I'm suddenly at home all the time and had to find... My my sort of space in the in the family dynamic again because I was the guy who paid for all the things and uh, and was back for a few days and then went for a few days and was back for a few days and so there was an element of that. The thing I find most fascinating about parenting and why it was one of the first words that popped into my head when you asked me to do the show was because I love how dramatically parenting has changed. Mm. From when we were kids mm. to you know, to now. And I was talking to another well known comedian recently actually, which and we were talking about being dads and being parents, and he was saying, I wonder if we're at a situation in t- 10, 20 years, where our kids will be in therapy saying, God, they just I just remember when I was a kid they, they used to tell me they loved me like forty times a day. Yeah. And you know, it just just every weekend just play centers and was trampoline parks and we go to the beach it was just it was just overloaded with activities like, yeah. there was too much going we'll on we really
0: leave us alone yeah
2: you know because it, we love our kids too much <laughs> in this you know there's an argument to say that we're in a situation now where we overload them with with and not not everybody goes but overload with love and activities and 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 we're always keeping them you know active i suppose i spent a lot of time bored out of my fucking brain as a kid yes you know and i just stared at you know hours watching right i'll race you you i'm I'm gonna go that raindrop you go that raindrop Mm. whichever gets to the bottom wins like that's not an app that's not a, that's not on the PlayStation, no. but that would keep us amused for hours on oh, end. Oh, I know. know? It, it, it's
0: interesting when you t- look back at your childhood, and maybe it's the same with ch- children now, but you couldn't wait to grow up so that you could do stuff. Yeah. Because there was nothing to do. Yeah. yeah. Whereas now, like like there's, there, there's, there's overloaded from everything, from the number of television channels, uh, all of the other yeah. external stimulus. And it... it, it throws in a challenge for parenting because I was only talking to Melanie about it yesterday of all things. We were talking about our generation, I e my generation, I'm older than you, you know, is is the generation that we we'd sort of Gone to university before everyone was getting computer games. Mm. So we never really played computer games. Yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? So we never even got into that. And, and like now, our kids, you know, 20 odd years later, have never lived in a world without the internet, never lived in a world without all that noise and stimulus. Yeah. And so, from a parenting point of view, you're trying to parent your children in a world that you don't understand.
2: Yes. You've
0: yeah. never walked in. And that is. That is a challenge.
2: Yeah, it's really scary. I mean, my, my eldest girl's now just about to ha- head to high school in September. And, you know, I've also, I mean, I've been 11, but I've never been an 11-year-old girl. Yeah. You know, so dealing with that, go you know, having to juggle all that going on. They want phones, you know. The, the my daughter's stood in the corner doing TikTok dances, even though she's not on TikTok. You know, she's and they're asking about social media or not. It's just this, oh, and I, we know how horrible social media can be, and we can yeah. o- we only really focus on the negative. I think, do I want to, to to deal with this? And and when I was a kid, I just you know, when I was a kid, I remember being at school and 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 getting picked on a little bit. And at three o'clock, as long as you could get to the gate and get home without anyone, any any of these lads spotting, you were done. done. And you had a good 12-hour yeah, yeah. period yeah. where you're in the safety of your own home. Yeah, Whereas now, yeah. it comes home with you, you know. So it's it's a terrifying world, I, it really is. I think is.
1: what's happened it's happened a lot in society is there's been a huge overcorrection. My father's father is called Fred, and my son's called Fred, and the journey between Fred Pitts, my grandfather, and Fred Pitts, my son, they would be unrecognisable to, to each other. Their psychological landscape was my grandfather, Fred, had no use for emotional intelligence. Mm. It didn't serve him well to be working in Sheffield in the 1920s to be, and to have that mindset. It served no purpose whatsoever. So that went into my dad and mm. that northern father thing, that stoicism, there wasn't cuddling and loving and, and learning. It was it was get on. Yeah. So then I think that, that we are of the generation, and the, I know there's a spread between us, but I th- think it still. I think it holds true that our generation now, as overcorrected. That somehow kids being bored or not stimulated or having positive affirmations constantly were somehow letting them down. Yeah. And I think there is, and I think, it, and I think I know you introduced it in a jokey manner. I, I don't wonder if you've hit on something though, because I wonder if we are. Um, it's the, the idea of the puppy that you constantly stroke and you yeah, put yeah. that energy into them. And I think that sometimes, I think that boredom and a sense of the grind in the real world, is the way we experience it, is actually useful.
2: Yeah, is it's a course.
1: useful tool to if us. If
2: every picture you come home goes on the fridge. Yeah. And then you get into the real world yeah, where pictures are... there's only a few fridges and thousands of pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Or you're told how, how, how beautiful you are every yes. day or how yeah. talented you are every day. You know, yeah. it's the, you know, I always think about the, the, the parent of the fat kid at, 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 at sports day. Yeah what what are you telling him yeah. like, how, he's not going to win this race yeah, yeah. and then you have to then he still gets a certificate yeah. for, for, for joining yes. in yeah, yeah. there was a, a, a an experiment in the late seventies in the California it was a theory that came out of this uh psychologist at the time which said self esteem is linked to crime and if people have low self esteem they commit crime and this when Stella, it went all over the world. This theory, and on the surface of it, it sounds it sounds sensible. Sensibly. you go, yeah, of course. If somebody had, it felt good about themselves, then they they wouldn't commit crimes. That makes sense. They wouldn't steal things, and and then when you get to the number of it, you think actually, some of the cockiest people around <laughs> yeah. the are criminals. Yeah, the, the opposite, yeah, the opposite, yeah. Is probably the true, yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, the, but the the problem was the the, the second part of it, the, the 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 unproving of that theory, never really got any traction because the first theory felt so good. People liked it; they liked the theory, and invariably, that is why we spent a lot of time. You know, it's sort of waning a little bit now, hopefully, but we spent a lot of time filling. And we anybody born sort of late seventies, eighties, and uh, into the nineties, and I am sort of am just in, in that bracket. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.
1: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkled down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door go to bluenile.com and use promo code audio to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more that's code audio at bluenile.com for $50 off bluenile.com code audio
2: grew up in what is this post self-esteem generation which so we're told constantly that you're brilliant and that you're great and that and just partaking in a sport is enough you know it doesn't matter that you don't win it's about it's about the t- taking part and all those things which actually as as men there's this big gulf in your in your in your mental health of and i've talked about in my last show which is the person you are the the real person and then your ideal self the person that you want to be and the gulf between there is is where people fall they fall in that hole between those two things because you can never be the ideal version of yourself if you've if all you've been told is is that you're brilliant and you're, you're amazing, when yeah. you hit reality, yes. when you get out there and you don't get the job that you wanted to, or the or the, or the fellow you fancy doesn't uh, go with it, suddenly you, the reality is, oh shit! And that's that gap is yeah, yeah. And
1: then you're going to damaging. return. You're going to then return to the the source of not your only source of knowledge, which is your parents, yeah. and say. I, I didn't realise I was a fat kid in the race. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me, what did you tell me? You tell me that I was I did well to be in it. Yeah. 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 And, I think and you're I, absolutely I, right.
2: I, I do find it fascinating because when I think about my kids now, I took them on holiday last week, and I there was a moment where I had to take myself out of that. we were just this little lodge in Berkshire. I just took my big four kids out, and I've got loads of other issues. You know, I'm a, you know the kids from a divorce, and you know I've got all those sort of guilt things going on as well. But there was a moment where I sort of came away and I had to have a minute to myself to go, you're doing a good job, Jess. You're doing all right. These are good kids. You're doing a good job. Yes, they're bickering. Yes, there's all these things going on. But we are of a generation who are obsessed with being liked. And and you guys might not have this because there's like 10 years between us. This might not affect you as much, but there's a generation who are obsessed with being liked to a point where even on Facebook... Yes. Getting a like releases the same endorphins yes. in the brain That's, as alcohol, yes. as sex, as, yes. as gambling, like, yeah. like, 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 like. And that then incorporates into your parenting as well because when the person you love the most in
1: the world thinks you're a knob, even for a couple of minutes, it kills you. But, but the kid, but kids might So I've got a 16-year-old boy <laughs> and he spotted that in me. It seems to me. Yeah. It seems to be at yeah. uh, uh, four or five years old. He'd spotted in me that I sought his approval, approval and, yeah. and, and admiration, and he started to play with it. Absolutely. He started to play with it then. Yeah. And and then that's interesting because instead of then going, oh, okay, you can see we can share that joke. I'd be ever more likely to go towards. And I think oh. if you start going towards so yeah, I, totally the, the coldly indifferent fathers a northern archetype. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's that thing of ah if anything happened he'd be there for you. Yes, so exactly. So yeah. it's that and you he know, might not have said he loved me before you found today, but I knew he did. He never said it, but yeah. you know that if you pick you up if a bit you pick you up. Whereas exactly that if you're if you go towards your kids like this, like me, love me, I'm entertaining, I'm here for all your needs, the kids very quickly go all oh, right. To
2: deal with their surroundings. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, when I was a kid, I used to, I used to threaten to leave home three times a week. Yeah, off and you go. two of those times, my dad had helped me pack. Yeah, yeah, Like if you literally get a black bag, right? Where am I dropping you? Yeah. And now yeah. it's like, oh god.
1: Yeah. No. Can you imagine? <laughs> he said, and then, then the conversation at the, the dinner table was, "He's threatened to leave home today." Yeah. I think he get somebody to see. <laughs> yeah. Him. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's interesting.
0: I've said nothing in all of it. <laughs> I'm so
1: sorry. <laughs>
0: no, because. Yo, my kids are in the twenties, mm. and so whatever mistakes I've made, I can never correct. Can't correct. <laughs> um, and and I would give anything, anything to have my kids the age of your kids, mm. and not because we've made loads of mistakes. Uh, and would not, you do anything differently? I tell them I loved them more. Really? Yeah. Wow. Mm. You'll never run out of that. Yeah. So I'd rather be in your position saying you're doing it too much yeah, yeah, than yeah. in my position wishing you'd done it more.
2: Right. Yeah, that's true. That's mm. true. Definitely.
0: Right, let's move well. on. <laughs> no, but it's a true no, thing. Yeah, it's a true, true thing. I think, I think as a parent, you beat yourself up on so many levels mm. and to beat yourself up for loving too much yeah. is probably yeah. the worst self-flagellation you'll ever have. What <laughs> yeah. you've got to do is to balance it off with everything else in life. But I tell you, I'm now not the strongest person in my house. That's how big my lads are. If if somebody needs to lift something, they don't come to me (laughs) first. So that's when you know there's been a change. But what I would say is grab those days in the lodge. Grab those moments. Be kind to yourself. Be fair to yourself. Say I'm doing my best. Forgive yourself, which I've not always been good at. Yeah, definitely. But also, also remember, if you if you empty your bank account of love by telling them too much, you've not said it enough.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. You do what you know to do at the time in the circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I
0: appreciate that. I mean, and, and thanks for that. But it's one of the things in your last show that I went to where you, you, you said, you know, before we move on, I know there'll be people in this room I've had rough times, you know, You mentioned yourself, your Pearson had rough times. You're questioning yourself, you're wondering what you whether the choices you're making are, are right. And you said, just you're doing okay, yeah, you know, not. Succeeding doesn't mean you're I failing
2: think, Yeah I said Not just because you're struggling Doesn't mean you're failing That's yes. it yeah Just yeah. because yeah. you're
0: struggling Doesn't yeah. mean you're failing and I think that's the key sometimes Because there'll be people Listening to us And we've had a great laugh About parents And we're doing okay But there'll be people Listening to this mm who will be in that vortex of, oh my God, i got yeah. this wrong and then the school have said this and then I'm doing mm. that and I've got this wrong. Right. Or even single parents who have got no one else to bounce it off. Mm. Yeah. And like, ju- the message is, it's hard for everyone, yeah. but just because you're struggling doesn't mean you fail. I think that's a fantastic yeah. And actually,
2: just to pick off your point as well about, you know, looking at other people and I, I did, yes. there's another thing I mentioned in my other show and social media has only heightened this. Yes. You know, you're not just keeping up with the Joneses at number no. 42, you're keeping up with the whole world.
1: Well, you know? well, well, what the Joneses want to project what they want to project
2: yeah and i I always say it's and i I, I have to remind myself this i I tell my wife this i tell my brother this sometimes uh you know people take lovely pictures of the kids watching a a film eating a healthy snack and it's a lovely and the house is all tidy and then you're looking around at your shit all while your kids you know tear seven uh, bells of shit out of each other and scream. and you're thinking why is my life different well it's not you know what you're doing is there you're you're comparing your full movie to their trailer yes Beautiful, you know, Beautiful. and and you've Beautiful. got to remember that.
0: Well, that was a brilliant. Uh... Well, my next word's porno. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Cop> ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, Jason, so far we've had football and parenting.
2: What is your your third word? Well, I guess it sort of connects the two in a weird way. My third word is siblings.
1: Siblings. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so, uh, yeah, siblings. Uh, Where did I love, actually? Not, and not and underused, I think. I've, yeah. I've, I think I've, uh, when I saw that uh, Jason had picked that word, I thought that, just in recent, this is purely coincidental, that I'd used sibling a couple of times recently, in recent months, in the last six months, and the... Person I was being speaking to didn't know the word, and it struck me as sobri- maybe I've either got idiotic friends or the word itself <laughs> the word is, isn't, a- is, is, is losing its currency somewhat. Yeah, yeah. so super quickly, uh, not much etymology. By the
2: way, sorry, just to go back yeah. to the thing you said before, yeah. I'm a big fan of the phrase parent craft. Yeah. Parent nice. craft. Yeah, you yeah, bring yeah. back. Because it's got a
1: bit of witchcraft in it. Yeah, I like it. It's so exactly the, the like kind you. of magic of... It's like it means you
0: can dip your kids in paper mache. Yeah.
1: Just <laughs> fucking wrap them up. Just, until, go, and, until the Just leave until you yeah, go yeah, hard yeah, and, yeah, pump yeah, and paint yeah, them. Yeah. yeah, one more word you get in origami. <laughs> Brother or sister, sibling, it's from sib which is uh, an old English and therefore Germanic word, meaning kinship, relationship. But it also had connotations of love and friendship, peace and happiness. Definition-wise, I think we all know what a sibling is. So I'll just quickly a couple of quotes that interest me. Brothers and sisters are as close as hands and feet. That's a Vietnamese proverb. Siblings that say they never fight are most definitely hiding something. <laughs> uh, <Yep. laughs> for sure, be nice your siblings. They are your best link to your past, and they are the most likely to stay with you in the future,
2: whether you want them to or not. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, why, why did you? Why did you pick? Do
2: you know what? I spent all day yesterday with my brother, uh, and so and I've not done that. Yeah, since I was
1: a kid, I've never done it.
2: Yeah. All day we spent.
0: <laughs> I've never spent so all day with your brother either. <laughs> I've never met
2: <even> him. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't know. There was just something about it that you know we've got kids the same age, and you know he's busy doing his life, and I do my life, and we just we we were doing we were actually doing Celebrity The Cube. <laughs> on my tv so was a silly thing and i did it because and you know it came up it was a charity but also i knew he was a big fan of the show so i said oh yeah we'll do it then and so we got in the car from manchester and we drove down to you know together and then we did the show and then you know afterwards as well some food and and, and a drink and that i don't know there was just something about it that it, it sort of just took me back to those times and when i go through my when i think about my brother's I've got a sister as well, but when I want to think about my brothers mainly because we're we're sort of split into two in a weird way. Mum and dad are the same for all five of us, but my parents were very young when they had us. Right. So my mum was only just turned seventeen. Same with me, Yeah. yeah. Same. And uh, when I was born, she had three of us by the time she was twenty-one and then uh, then there's this huge gap and then my younger sister now is 22 and my brother's 20 so yeah. it's sort of it's quite weird really About a similar and, story yeah. Right? yeah so to see them it's weird to see your parents become parents to these two people yes. because they're getting away with a lot more shit than we got away with <laughs> yeah um, but, but yeah they but learned so, yeah so we sort of grew up a threesome really me my, me Stephen and colin and as much as our lives are different and a bit like when you do stand up sometimes you your stand up stories and your stand up world can make you forget some of the real stuff. Yeah. Because it's not funny. No, it's not. <laughs> you know what not, what I mean? not
1: everything's. A, yeah. yeah. And, I've,
2: and I've focused on, you know, I, I could have spent, there'd be times where I'd have spent a day with my brother and he'd say one stupid thing and that'd go in my set. And then that's the thing I've taken from that day. Yes. You know, because I needed it for me, for me Because it's an job.
1: imperative as a comedian. Yeah. The imperative is to extrapolate yeah. that. Yeah. And he's not
2: bothered about that. It's not, it's not like there's a, a contentious thing there. But I, it was yesterday where I thought to myself, that was just a lovely day where we both had a, a great time. We were both equals... And uh, we just enjoyed each other's company. We had a laugh. Like I said, we've got kids the same age. uh, Our wives are friends. And, you know, so we've got all that going on. I've got a sister in Australia who moved out there and a little brother who's who's at university in Liverpool and our Colin who's in Manchester as well. And I just... It's one of those things that I just... Every so often, you know, people say you can't choose your family and all that. And I... Yesterday I was sort of pondering in the heat of the, Mm -hmm. the summer last night. I was thinking... I don't know, I feel very lucky that actually, I don't think, even if I could choose them, I could have chosen any better than the ones I've got, you know. And I feel very lucky in that, because I know there's a lot of people who don't feel like that. yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Um, It's a source of huge anxiety and pain for many families, I think. Yeah, and they shape you, you
2: see. I'm glad I picked siblings, and I probably wouldn't have picked it, I don't think, if I'd not had that full day.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, no, it's brilliant. It's It's a, really. it's a, British, so it it's a great way. They
0: like the sound of the way. Yeah. I like the structure of it. But it yeah. is something that as uh, you, particularly as you grow older.
2: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f- are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: You kind of discard and mm. you go, oh, hang on a minute. We are, like I made the point yesterday of one of my sisters. That I haven't spoken for, for a while. I phoned my other sister just as I was walking in there. I want to make a point of phoning already in the next mm. 24 mm. hours just to touch base because... Yeah. You Yeah, of that we've had. That's what I saw. We were in Wales in a fucking tent in the rain. Yeah, that's, that's yeah.
2: Awesome. Well, it was funny actually yesterday because we, we for this uh, cube thing. One of the charities that we were raising money for was the Children's Adventure Farm Trust. Who me, John are both patrons. and and they do they do holidays for children who are underprivileged. And I said to Stephen on the way down, I said, you know, it's funny, Steve, is that I've read the list of what makes you an underprivileged childhood. And, We've got them. And we tick every single box. Yeah. And what's funny is, because we had each other, and because we had, we were very lucky to have a nice council estate, because of the parents we had, it was only later on in life did I realise I had an underprivileged child. Yes. You know, yeah, I yeah. didn't realise at the time. No, no, just, no of course. You know, no, you don't. Yeah, we you did, didn't, didn't have the fancy trainers, and yeah. we didn't have a brand new telly and all that sort of thing. But we just got by on... Mm. I just presumed that's what life was yeah. like, you know. And our only holiday... And and it's why that that charity means a lot to me. It's why I'm glad that I managed to uh, to to raise some money for them. My our only holiday when we were kids was a week in Profelli in Wales at Butlins, and it was paid for by the Lord Mayor's Fund of Manchester, wow. which was to pay for children yeah who couldn't get holidays, couldn't yeah. afford holidays from underprivileged backgrounds to have a holiday. And that was our only holiday till I went. I think I went to. Um, spain when i was 19 with some lads like and that was the first time i ever had a second yeah. holiday wow. but that was it a week and i remember getting there to butlins i i, I mean it was like i imagine how some kids get to impossible, disney world impossible glamour it was like oh my god what is this and, I'm, yeah. and we, i remember we went in there me and my little me and two brothers i was about i was seven five and four and uh we're all dead excited like goosebumps like for weeks leading up to it driving to wales oh my god we got a wales yeah and we get in there and it's all geared for kids and it's all big all the cartoon characters everywhere and my um on the, mo- the first morning there's a fun fair and there's a you know go karts and a swimming pool and i said to mum oh can we um can we get some money for the for the fun fair and my mum said what do you mean i went can we just get some change so we can go on the rides and my mum went guys it's all for free. It's all included well, in
1: this holiday. You fainted, right? All three of us cried. <laughs> cried, yeah. We of did, yeah. Of course you did. Yeah. For a week, well, we yeah. cried. And I had to constantly reaffirm that yeah. it. it's, it's definitely. And
2: we went on everything. And obviously those days, off you go like yeah, seven, yeah. five, and four. Yeah, like see no, no parents, just you off we are in the line queuing. Went on all the things, just laughing, laughing all day, and swimming, did all the things. On the first mo, like the first sort of morning, we woke up like six o'clock. Woke up, and uh, it was early. It was sort of later on. There's a knock on the door, and me and my brothers had been out a few hours earlier. Security, security guard, had got there. Hello, uh, Mr. Manford. My dad's like there in his boxer shorts. Like, yeah, what's going? On? Is there three boys in, in, in this lodge? Why? Why? Why'd you ask? Well, we've just had reports of uh, some uh, shoplifting in the in the sweet shop. No, it doesn't sound like my boys. That's not the sort of things they would do. Oh, okay, well, just keep an eye on things. Yeah, okay, no problem. Off he went. Turn round. Three of us sat there, back to sleep. We were like, "Well, you said everything was free." <laughs> Shortlisted if you accidentally <laughs> take oh, you, yeah.
0: yeah. Jason. They've been three great words: football, parenting, and sibling. But we do ask people for one word; they would gladly never hear again.
2: Ah. <sighs> It's a tough one, this one, because when it's used right, it's absolutely fine. And we've had it today, actually. And, and that's when the word is used in such a lovely way where there's bonhomie and friendship and joy and love. And that's when it's used correctly. When it's used incorrectly, it's the worst word in the world. And that word is banter. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Banter. It's the modern word for bullying. It's the modern word for, I've been a bit of a prick and you've overreacted, and I realise I'm wrong. (laughs) It's the modern word for mainly blokes who mistake being a dickhead for having a sense of humour. I don't know what it is about the word banter, but having banter, or it was just a bit of banter, that... Makes me dislike the person saying it <laughs> and
1: because, uh, and I, I that would be actually would be my word. Would I be in your position? It would be yeah. my word because, and you're right, it is bullying, and it's but it's a very precise, it is a very, very an all encompassing type of bullying because it's inarguable. Yes. because whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever form it takes, Bant saying you're a you're a piece of shit. You like, you're like, you're like, you say anything back in yeah. a, even remotely resembling a defence of yourself or trying to let them know, it's immediately met with. It's only it's banter. Just a bit of banter mate. So you're, it's inescapable. Oh, you fat prick! Yeah. That's a
2: bit harsh, isn't it? It's just
1: a bit of banter. A bit of banter. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. what's well, not it's just Yeah, it's, it's a. a per- way of disguising yes, bullying. Absolutely, that. And works, it's misused
2: yeah. so much because it doesn't mean what they think it means. Right. Well, little bit of banter. <laughs> hey, hey, little bit of banter.
0: No, I get what you're saying. It's a word that never used to exist when I was a kid. When I was a kid, it was taking the piss. Yeah. Now it's banter, and it gets you out of stuff. It's a brilliant word to throw in the bin. I would totally agree with it. <laughs> thank you for your three other words, football, parenting and, and sibling. Well, you're going to come to ours for your tea now, so I'm yeah. going to say <laughs> it's been lovely having time with you, well, but we're actually going to my house now. <laughs> well, it's we're been a meet.
1: pleasure to meet you. Yeah, you too, mate. Really but lovely. It's been,
0: it's been interesting right from the beginning where you said about meeting each other's friends I'm sorry yous yeah, have like become I'm, mates I've, overs- I've seen I'm, the banter yeah, between you yeah, and I'm
1: literally yeah, on the edge I've over uh, overspoken I sort of broke some of the rules that we've got for the thing just because that because it is meeting somebody it's a, it changes so like the dynamic the spirit, yeah. yeah Jase as always thanks for thanks mate
0: so well you two obviously got on well
1: yeah good it, banter yeah great banter. <laughs> great banter with the lads I, yeah. um, it was interesting for me that one John I think we, we touched on it that um, you're a friend of Jason's and, and known him as a different part of your life and I've never met him and uh, I've found him very thoughtful man and uh, he's naturally funny that's for sure I I, th- I think my, my abiding thought of Jason was uh, would be how uh, much empathy there is in him and I
0: think that all comes from his choice of words as well yeah you know yeah. It, football being part of something yes parenting wanting to do your best and learning from others and sharing with your siblings so yeah. I thought hey, listen it's great to sort of bring people together from different parts of your life because I like you and I like him so you're bound to like each other
1: well that's the fear though isn't it that's my fear and it's a it's a real anxiety that I have uh, and it's been made really manifest while we've been doing this I want you to like my friends, and I want yeah. my other friends to like you. Yeah, let's. None push of them have done.
0: Let's not push
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as John and I obviously did. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, share, and like. And uh, just remember to say a massive thank you to our meat-free sponsor, Quorn. Super protein, super tasty.